Welcome to another episode of the Weekend Sports Buzz. I am Brandon Bishop. Joined in studio with me, I've got Steve Driver and Gary Love. Good morning, fellas. Thanks, man. Thanks for bringing us in. Um, the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. They are sponsored for the show. Um, they're located at 7809 Beulah Church Road. That is Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. Um, Gary Love, myself, Brandon Bishop will be filling in for Kelly Patrick this Sunday morning. Kelly was at a um, an MMA event in Ohio. I think a lot of his family went to it, so uh, we're going to try to hold the fort down while he's gone. We won't be doing much MMA, though, as this is probably one of the best weekends um, of the year. We have tons of football, Gary, and that's probably going to be the majority of the show, right? I agree. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You sound good. I agree. Um, it's. Uh, I mean, yesterday had we had a full slate of games, championship games, and I think I sat sat in front of the TV for ten hours yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I watched uh, majority of the games uh, myself. Even you know checking in on some of the other lower level championship games, FAU, Cincinnati, Memphis. You know, there's a lot at stake in these games. Uh, but the big talk today. And we will see it later today at noon. They will they will uh, hand out the bowl games, the location of the games, a lot of implications for Kentucky, Louisville, and the top four, the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can tell you can tell it's a big day and a big uh, event for ESPN. It's four hours long. I know. I mean, it's like they're getting into the college basketball bracket area right now. I know. There. Four hours to me is a bit much. <laughs> it is. It is, especially when, other than your team playing, the main event should be the top four teams. And you know that will be the last ten minutes of, oh, yeah. of the fourth hour. Absolutely. <laughs> they'll tease it, and they'll tease it, and they'll tease yeah. it, and they'll throw a little bracket <clears throat> up with, at like uh, 3.55. <laughs> yeah, So, and they'll be discussing probably the talk of the day is what order will the top four be in? I think we know the teams. Yes. I'm, I'm pretty sure we know the teams, but what order – Who's going to be one? Who's going to be two? Who's going to be three? Um, I think of the four teams, we are, talk- we, are, we are talking LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, and then the fourth team, Oklahoma. Right. I think what we do know so far is Oklahoma will be fourth. Yes, and they right? will be absolutely smacked by whoever they play. I, I kind of <laughs> agree with you. Yeah. I mean, I think they'll lose. Yeah. Will they get smacked? They say that their defense is a lot better than than last year, ranking-wise. But if you watched the game yesterday when the third-string quarterback for Baylor came in, I think his last name is Zeno. Yeah. I mean, they had 80-yard plays. Yeah, he was what? At one point, he was two out of three for 178 yards. Yeah. I mean, But then they they just kept on talking up their defense. Right. Talked their defense up after they gave up a 78-yard pass play. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I like Oklahoma because I like their system. I like the way they they spread the ball around. But when you leave, like you say, even though their defense is a little stronger, when you leave their defense on the field that long during a game, it wears them out. Yeah, and this year I think is a little bit maybe different than years past, where we have three teams that it seems like are head and shoulders above the rest of the country, right? Absolutely. Clemson, Absolutely. LSU, Ohio State, and. I think this year is also it's evident more than ever that um, this is the reason why you shouldn't expand the playoffs. 
Right. I mean, if you put it to eight, who who are the next four teams? You'd, yeah. you'd have all the teams that lost the conference cha- championship Baylor. games. Baylor. Georgia. Um, Georgia. Wisconsin. Yeah. Maybe Oregon, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, so I think this is where it's at. Four teams, and I think three of them have about as equal um, opportunity to win it all yeah. as anyone else, you know? Yeah, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't even mind going to the uh, the NFL playoff system where you have six teams, the, and the top two and, teams have a bye. Yeah, I'm with you there too. But but you can't go to eight the right five now. and six team. Yeah. I just don't know if they're worthy right now. Right. 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 I, there's no way you can make an argument after this year that it needs to go to eight. I'm with you, man. So I'm a, and even Penn, Penn State at one point could have been in there, but. Yeah, there's no – I mean, Baylor's not a, a top eight team, I don't think. No. So, I don't know. I mean, yesterday's yesterday's games were – I mean, there's some – a couple of routes, but I watched a lot of that Memphis-Cincinnati game. It was it was actually a pretty good game. I mean, I thought both teams would put up a lot more points than they did. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. I know the uh, um, the LSU game was – wasn't even a game. Yeah, it wasn't. And let's get into, I think, probably would be – well, this will dominate most of our discussion today. Who's who's going to be number one? Um, before yesterday's games, Ohio State had the number one spot. LSU was two. Clemson, three. And after yesterday, maybe that changes a little bit. LSU blows out Georgia um, in the SEC championship game. That game was in Georgia, too, right, Gary? It was, uh, yeah, it was neutral. It was at it was the Mercedes. Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. In, in, yeah. in Atlanta. Yep. And um, great venue. Yeah, they beat. Yeah, that that stadium's nice. Yeah, they beat Georgia pretty handedly, and Joe Burrow probably solidifies his Heisman Trophy championship. Right? He had the he had the mo- he had the moment where he scrambled in the backfield and evaded three tackler tacklers, threw it downfield. I mean, that looked like his Heisman moment to me. Oh yeah, it was seventy one yard pass player. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. He, you know, he had a. Uh, I mean, he had 350 yards passing, and it was he probably could have had 500. Yeah. So yeah, he just he absolutely dominated the game. Um, now, I've never been dead. Even though Georgia finished the season 11 and one, their offense is terrible. I'm with you. I was I thought maybe I'd get a little pushback on this. Even even their pass rush, I, I thought was it was non-existent. Maybe that's kudos to LSU's offensive line, and they're just huge. Yeah. But I wasn't impressed by them. And I haven't been much of the year. I know that, but if you look at their schedule, I mean, they beat Notre Dame and um, Flor- Florida. No, they lost. Yeah. yeah, they beat Florida and Auburn, right? Georgia did. Yeah. Still, though, I mean, yes. I, uh, I wasn't too impressed. We saw Ohio State struggle with um, Wisconsin in the first half. They got it together in the second half. Yeah, held them scoreless second half. Yeah. I mean, down, what, 21-7 to and went on a 24 nothing run yep. in the second half? Yeah. In, the, in the first half, it looked like, you know, the Ohio State defense of last year where they had where they would have a dud of a game yep. and get blown out. Um, this team, I think, is a little bit different, though, a little bit more talented. Yeah, I agree. I mean, didn't, didn't uh, Ohio State lose a couple guys? Uh, as far as injury, I know, yeah. I know, I know their, uh, their DN, uh, Chase, he's had a couple of off weeks, it seems like. Yeah. Well, I think he's, Still you know, ver- versus Mich- Michigan last week, he was getting doubled and tripled yeah. on every play. 
I think they're just taking care of him the the week before that. I mean, yeah, he. I mean, he's a really good player, but I think his last two or three weeks have taken him out of being invited to New York. I'm with you. I completely agree. I don't think he has a sack. Yeah, he had 17 sacks before. You know, after Penn State, his last two weeks, he hasn't had any. Yeah, yeah, but like you say, it's a, it's a, it's a part of scheming for the teams that they've played and and everything. But yeah, I mean, uh, Ohio State didn't look great last night, but they didn't have to be great. I mean, they knew they was in the top four last night was for positioning, which I think they kind of hurt themselves a little bit on. True, but they won the game. That's all you wanted them yeah. to do, really. LSU ends up winning by twenty-seven. Ohio State wins by 13. Um, I think for me, when you get down to ranking the teams, there's two parts to it. What does the committee think? What did they think before the games yesterday? And what do I think? What, what's the eye test tell me? Mm-hmm. What are the resumes tell me? And I think those two things are completely different. I, th- I think the committee looks at, um, you know, who's bringing in ad revenue and yep. who, whose name is bigger, who do they want to see in the championship game. Yep. You know, I, it's just the way it is. I, I, I'm, I'm the same way. I mean, you don't want – I think they want to see LSU and Ohio State. Um, So they got to position them where they kind of line up. They don't want to see Oklahoma in there. Yeah, but it, the best case for this, say say Utah beat Oregon and yeah. Oklahoma beat Baylor, they would probably have taken Oklahoma just based on bigger name, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I think if Utah had won, I almost feel like they would have had to put them in because it's a it's a Pac-12 team. Um, they haven't had one in a, they haven't a few had one years. In, yeah, in a couple years, and and it's like the the it's not a sexy pick, but it's a. They would have been what eleven and one, twelve and one, and it's hard to keep a team out like that when they're number five in the rankings. But they, I mean, they did everybody else a favor and just laid an egg Friday night. I know. I was kind of rooting for them too. I, I was too. I, they, I think they I think they have a top ten offense, top ten defense. Mm-hmm. I thought it would would have been interesting to see a team like that make it. A team that I mean, I haven't watched them much this year at all. Maybe no. maybe twice. A team like that can surprise you. Um, yeah, that's a bad thing about the West Coast teams too, though. Is you you rarely rarely see them on TV, unless it's a ten thirty game at night on a Friday night or a, or or a CBS Sports game on Saturday night. I mean, who's going to step and watch those games? We are going to continue the college football talk, but we're going to head to the buzz line right now. It's the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line, and I believe we have Brian on the line. Brian, are you there, man? Good morning, guys. Good morning. I am. Good- Good morning, guys. How's everybody doing this morning? Good, good. You sound good. Good to hear everybody this morning. I watched all the games. I'm like Gary. I spent 10 hours in my chair yesterday watching those games. Actually, kind of unsuccessful. A lot of blowouts. Uh, and the Clemson game, they really laid it on hard. Uh, you know, the best game of the day was Oklahoma and Beller. And, man, was I full of Beller. Uh, but once again, Oklahoma's going to slide in, which they seem to do every year, but uh, they're not going to last long. And uh, in my opinion, you know, the teams that get in, they're clearly the worst. So, Steve, it's going to be real important to see who gets that number one seed. I believe the Buckeyes have it now, Steve. Is that correct? Yeah, they do. 
So, I mean, if they get it, whoever gets that LSU or the Buckeyes will get play, in my opinion, the far uh, uh, inferior Oklahoma team. Nobody wants to draw Clemson yep. uh, in the first playoff game because I think Clemson might be the best team in the country. Now, I know I've been tooting the Buckeyes. But I saw some polls last night, and the actually thought they were going to lose that game for a long period. So it was a nice comeback win for the Buckeyes. Hey, guys, before all that, watch the rematch. If you remember, Kelly, uh, we went to the uh, we went to the original Ruiz Ruiz uh, Joshua fight, the big one of the biggest upsets in boxing, and they had a rematch yesterday in Saudi Arabia. It came on in the United States about four thirty. And it was a group with 12 rounds, and Joshua, uh, he really outboxed me. I mean, he, he, he learned a lot from that first fight, and he wasn't about uh, inside of Ruiz and getting grilled again in the head. So he won a 12-round unanimous decision. Uh, it, you know, it was, it was fun to watch. It wasn't near as fun as the first, game, uh, first fight, but uh, it was interesting and uh, big, the biggest sporting event ever in Saudi Arabia. So... Uh, that was a big deal. Before that, I went off. I got to watch the best horse in the country, maximum security, the disqualified Kentucky Derby winner. He goes, he's still a three-year-old uh, championship on the line. They were, you know, the fourth year in different divisions, but the three-year-old Cole, uh, and it's got to go maximum security. He was dominant in the $750,000 grade one cigar mile. Uh, he beat the uh, reigning Breeders' Cup mile winner. Uh, and, uh, but he was just dominant, guys. I tell you what, uh, he is clearly the best horse reigning. He led him. He, I look like the Derby, almost identical. He broke it out. There was 11 horse deal. A lot of good horses in it. Uh, came up very tough, but maximum security, guys. Showed his class and won for fun. Uh, but, uh, hey, I know we're talking about football, but, you know, I was looking this morning. That was, I watched, that was nice pass last night over, uh, obviously, an overmatched uh, Fairleigh Dickinson team. But uh, it was good to see E.J. Montgomery, guys, uh, get big numbers. Wow, what dominant numbers out of both E.J. and Nick Richards. But E.J., 25 and 12, something like that. I mean, that first time I've seen him have a big breakout game, and that's exactly what the Cats need. Because I tell has got a couple tough games coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, everybody knows about that. At the end of the month, he gets the dubious distinction of getting to play with what I think may be the best team in the country. Right there uh, is the Buckeyes. And the Cats got to go play them a week before they play Louisville. They'll play them in Las Vegas. And uh, I challenge I think it was a four or five spread. The Buckeyes played Penn State yesterday, which I thought I looked and I thought, man, many points. And they blew them out. I mean, the Buckeyes are blowing everyone out. Don't forget about the secret scrimmage against Louisville where they blew them out in the next 20. So I think maybe the, the, the you know, everybody knows about the Buckeyes football team going for a national championship. But, uh, man, that Buckeyes basketball team is really exceptional. Hey, you guys, a big tip for the Hilltoppers down in Western Kentucky yesterday. They beat previously undefeated. Arkansas and top 25 ranked Arkansas, and I think eight no, and they left the arena with a, with a big L. The big problem was Bassey left the game with a 
four minutes ago and with a lower leg injury. So we'll monitor that because uh, that's kind of very interesting. Uh, he's obviously a dominant player for women and one of the best players, I think, in the country. But, hey, a couple football times by Darlene Lane Kiffman. I know that if he goes into Tennessee, they'll probably – uh, try to kill him, but uh, he got the Ole Miss job yesterday, so I can't wait to pull up and see Ole Miss and Tennessee play. So a lot of other involved here state for uh, Tennessee. And then Mike Morvis, uh the uh, Memphis coach, uh, he's going to take for the Florida State co- job. So we're starting to put pieces together there. And it uh, looks to me, guys, I'm here for a week that Louisville going to go to the Music City Bowl and play Mississippi State. But now I'm hearing that they're going to go to the Music City Bowl, but it's going to be playing Tennessee instead. So uh, uh, it's like going to the Music City Bowl. It's all going to be announced later this afternoon, all the polls. Not sure where Kentucky, yeah, last time I heard, I, I think, Gary, they were looking at the Liberal Bowl. Uh, but I don't know if you got any dates on that now. But uh, um that's all I guys. I'm going to hang up and listen. But Joe, thanks for having me on. Thanks a lot, Brian. Yeah, we appreciate your call, man. Uh, we had a little interference there. I don't know if that's on our end. If you guys want to call in and uh, we'll check, but I could make out most of what he said, Brian. We appreciate your call. Um, he touched on the, the college football playoff. I think uh, he was right by saying no one really wants to see Clemson. I mean, you're best off if you draw Oklahoma and. Um, he touched on some UK basketball, Ohio State Buckeye basketball. I think people are really starting to take notice of them now. They're yeah. they're no longer a, a sleeper. Um, yeah. He was also at the Joshua Ruiz um, fight in New York City. They fought again in Saudi Arabia. I don't think we'll touch too much on that. Real quick though, Gary, um, Joshua made seventy five million dollars for that fight. Yeah, and you know what's the cr- what did Ruiz end up making? Uh, I mean, he made he made a couple burritos that he's yeah, gonna eat. And the crazy thing is, he's a champion too, and he he probably got significantly less. My only beef with that is, why are you fighting in Saudi Arabia in I, the middle of the day when and they built the stadium just for the fight? Isn't that crazy? Wow! I think it's a money. I, I think Joshua probably had called the shots. Mm-hmm. I don't think he wanted it in his hometown. I think he's got some mental issues, like anxiety and stuff. I don't think he wants to fight. In Mexico or England, I think yeah. he wanted to get away, yep. get his head clear. That's that's all I can think of. Yeah, I just think it's weird when you know your top audience is the U.S. and you're putting it on in the middle of the day when there's so much. The football. time, the time really hurt. Oh, it was terrible. I, I didn't even know until like two that <laughs> it was coming on at three forty-five. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. But you know they did what they had to do, and now Josh was. Lined up. I don't know why he wants to line up and fight them two guys that are probably destroying. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I'm with you. But yeah, Brian touched on a lot of things. I mean, uh, the bow. You know, the bow uh, predictions, which we'll get into later, because um, we don't want to veer off our college football. I mean, our playoff thing. But Brian, that was a great call by Brian. You know, maximum security horse should be the horse of the year. And I don't know. What do you think about? Some of the things he. Uh, I, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm. Gonna, I think um, the main argument between LSU and Ohio State, mm-hmm. both of them, um, you know, jockeying for p- position for the one spot. Yep. It's all because no one wants to play Clemson round one. Yeah, I agree. 
Oklahoma's a weak link here. Mm-hmm. You want to draw them. So if you're an Ohio State fan, you're making the case why you should be number one. LSU fan, you're making the case. And it's all because neither one want to play Clemson. So yeah. maybe I think Clemson just has as good as of a chance as anyone to win it all. Um, what have they What have they won, 28 straight games now? No. Yeah. Do you think some people can make make the argument that they should be number one? Um, I don't think their strength of schedule warrants them to be number one. I mean, the ACC has been – yeah, bad this year. It doesn't mean they're a bad. Th- I mean, we've seen teams come out of terrible conferences yeah. and win it all, mm-hmm. but it's just it doesn't add up to LSU and Ohio State. Um, no. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at some of the teams, the strength of schedule of LSU and Ohio State, and it's not even close as far as being compared to who Clemson's beat. I mean, LSU's beat LSU's beat Bama, Georgia, Auburn, Florida, and Texas out of conference. You know, then you've got Ohio State's. Beating Cincinnati out of conference, which I think they finished what ten and two, I believe. And then they beat uh, they won double digit wins against Michigan, Penn State, and Wisconsin. Yeah, and the, top fifteen. Uh, they teams. beat they beat um, FAU conference champ first game of the year too. Yep, yep. And you know I seen a stat last night: the LSU's beaten t- five top ten teams this year. Wow, which is crazy. That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So no, if if. If anyone other than LSU and Ohio State is number one, I don't know what the committee's doing. So go ahead and make your argument. Who should be number one, and who do you think the playoff committee will pick as the number one team? Because those are two different things. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I think LSU is number one just, just by the way they've dominated teams this year. Ohio State has two. You know, but they've they've also had close – they've had a couple close games. That, um, uh, Rutgers held them close for a, for a, for a half. Which should not have happened. Um, I think LSU it should be number one, but I think the committee will make Ohio State number one. You do, yes. Do you think they're the? It's because they they bring in the most money out that, of the four teams, and you and you want them in the championship game. Yep, that and they were already number one, and yesterday they really didn't hurt themselves where they should have lost it. You know, I think watching the game. Watching the Ohio State Wisconsin game in the first half, I was thinking uh, they're they're losing the number one spot. Right, and I think a lot of people yesterday just watching those two games, the SEC championship game, the Big Ten championship game, would say LSU should be number one. I don't think that's what the committee thinks exactly. I think they're just they don't. I think they're looking at the overall. Um, you know what? What the team has done the entire year. I don't think they overreact too much to one game. Right. Um, I think the committee is going to keep Ohio State number one too. I don't. To tell you the truth, based on the games yesterday, I test LSU should be number one. I'm I. I'm a big eye test guy. You know, I think yeah. Alabama could probably be a lot of the teams in the late half of the top ten. But at some point, you do have to look at at. Some of the schedule. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at a Clemson team that after every game, he wants to whine about how they're being disrespected, and you go out and you beat North Carolina by one point. <laughs> you know, so it's just it's, – it's things like that. I mean, you're number one in the country. You're in the playoff four years in a row, I believe, and he's, he's always talking about how they're disrespected. I mean, what else you- – That's just him trying to motivate his players. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's like the uh, – you know, that's a Bill Belichick type mm. thing, you know? Nick Saban. 
Yeah. yeah. Nick say, oh, he's, yeah. he's the best at it. Yeah, absolutely. So, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the committee's going to put Ohio State number one. And I, I think a lot of people are going to be upset by that. Yeah, because if if so, that makes LSU Clemson play, play Gosh, the other playoff. such a huge game. <laughs> I mean, let them figure that out, Ohio yeah. State, and then you play whoever's limping out of there, right? Yeah. Um, see, after last night, after I went to bed, I was thinking – LSU is going to take the spot. I woke up this morning and saw ESPN. They had a 39% chance Ohio State will be number one and a 36% chance um, LSU will be number one. Yep. So I, I don't know how they come up with that metric, yeah. but it seems like everybody online feels like LSU should be one. And then maybe the people breaking down the stats and the formula saying Ohio State's going to edge them out a little bit. Yeah. Um. I think I personally think LSU should be number one. I mean, the the SEC is a is a tough conference, uh, but the Big Ten was pretty solid this year too. It was Pittsburgh, too. It was yeah. Pittsburgh had a good year. Penn State, you know, they're always good. I seen James Franklin. What he he uh, got a six year extension yesterday, I believe. Here's the argument for the Buckeyes. At the very end of the game, they um, put up something on the TV. It was the case for the number one spot this season. It says wins versus top 25. Ohio State has five, LSU four. That could change, though, because Cincinnati lost in the in the championship game. They could drop out of the top 25. Those could be equal wins versus top 25. Mm-hmm. Um, points per game difference versus ranked opponents. Ohio State's plus 25, LSU's plus 12. Opponents win percentage, Ohio State 58, LSU 57. Um LSU faced one FCS opponent that was also on the screen. So that's that would be the biggest case for Ohio State. And But the thing against them was the eye test yesterday. Right. Right? Yep. And the whole country is watching those games. Yep. And the whole country probably didn't watch LSU play every game this year. They probably didn't watch Ohio State or Clemson play all year. So a lot of people's judgments are, are based off of just yesterday. Yeah, and I think uh, I've seen a stat to where – LSU's uh, uh, FCS opponent was Georgia Southern, which they said would have been favored by ten over Rutgers. So they kind of like yeah wash each other out with that with that stat. But, Man, there's so many things that you could, so many pieces mm-hmm. of information. Like you look at who the ranked teams that they beat, mm-hmm. and then who the ranked teams beat, right? Yeah, you know yeah. we look at well LSU beat the crap out of Georgia. Okay, Georgia lost to South Carolina, but they beat Notre Dame. Yeah. So you, then you start trying to figure out how good are the opponents. Yeah. Yeah. Because Ohio State beat a a ranked Michigan State team, which finished six and six, and yeah. was losing to some bad teams. So, like you say, you got to worry about who your opponents beat too. So I mean, it's it's hard to do. I mean, LSU beat Texas, but it's a seven and five Texas, yeah. and they won by six. Yep. Um. And, and, Ohio and, State beat FAU in Cincinnati. That's their non-conference. But would you rather play FAU in Cincinnati, or would you rather play Texas in 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 Dallas? Yeah, you know. So and they beat they beat an Alabama team that didn't have uh, their starting quarterback for most of the game on the road. Yeah. So it's just it's hard to you know, like you say, comparing the two teams, you've got to compare the the team they played and the team the dead team to beat. So uh, Georgia, I think, is. So overrated. I mean, they beat them, but James Cooley, their offensive coordinator, 
in my opinion, is a great recruiter, but has been terrible wherever he's been to Florida State, been to Miami, and now he's at Georgia. And I just I think he's an overrated offensive coordinator. And you've seen this year, they've struggled to put points up. They have. And, and the these, only thing that keeps them in games is their defense. Absolutely. I think uh, they've held every team under 20. Mm-hmm. But, shoot, they win every game by a touchdown or less, right? Yeah. I mean, every game's close. Mm-hmm. You would think that offense would be a little bit better just with recruits. And yeah. Fromm, I think, is pretty solid. Yeah, he is. And, and, you know, I think they've got one star receiver. Um, but, yeah, why can't why can't they be better on offense? A lot of it's coaching, man, schemes. Yeah. I mean, look, yep. look how bad Ohio State's defense was the last couple of years. And just That's one scoring. coaching change, Shiano out. You know, yep. they get this guy from Michigan, and it's completely different. Yep. And she, speaking of Shano, he, he got him a new job. <laughs> well, he went back to his old job, didn't he? At Rutgers? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, I mean, I don't know how great of it. He was good at Rutgers. It was an eight-year eight year deal? Yeah. Or four-year? It was – no, it's it's longer than four years because I think that was the holdup. He, he backed out because he wanted more years. Yeah, talk about somebody that's had a weird career. Yeah, huh? yeah. He was on the Patriots staff and just quit. Yep. Yep. Hey, we're going to um, continue this college football talk when we come back. Um, please, please call us. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We're going to head to a break right now. And uh, please join us when we come back for some more college football talk. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I'm Steve Driver. Co-hosting and slash hosting with me is Gary Love, Brandon Bishop. Um, we are sponsored by the Louisville Combat Academy, and that's our sponsor- sponsorship for the Buzz Line. The Louisville Combat Academy Buzz Line is 502-384-1450, um, located 7809 Beulah Church Road, and that is in Louisville. And we will um, continue with this college football talk after this glorious weekend of college football and yesterday. And we have a great day of games today. But um, I haven't been on the show the last few weeks. I have a newborn child, and he has been a, a handful. He's got, you know, some, I think he's colicky or something. He'll cry nonstop. So uh, much of the game last night, much of the first half, I was holding my child because if you don't hold him, he will cry. Um, Who's crying more right now, your kid or you? For lack of sleep. Well, in the first half, in the first half, I was holding him. He's you know he's in and out. He's he's falling asleep. <laughs> Certain plays, I would yell, just scream, ah, catch it. <laughs> I don't know what the laws are for throwing a kid while watching uh, your favorite sports team, Brandon. Are, is that against the law? I think as long as you don't spike it in celebration. Spike it? Yeah. <laughs> That's considered excessive celebration. And you that, get a yeah. flag. 
I mean, uh, just holding it, trying not to. I yelled a few times, woke him up. But, and, um, and, and scared him to death, and he'd yeah. cry for the next 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. I've been there plenty of times. Yeah, the first half was rough. They were down 14 nothing. They drove. Did you see the fake punt that they called, like, on their own 15-yard yes. line? Yes. Talk was, about gutsy. It was gutsy. and uh, So then they drive the length of the field. They get within the 10. Fields fumbles it. That was probably one of the moments I snapped. Yeah, because he he fumbled on what the five yard line. Yeah, I believe they're was. down fourteen nothing yeah, yeah. before halftime. Yeah, and if you go if you let that if you let them go down score and go up twenty one nothing, yeah. three scores is hard to come back from. Which was tough because that that fake punt, if it yeah. doesn't work, it's fourteen nothing, and they have the ball at the fifteen. Yep, and then they get it right. They get it right back because Wisconsin has like yep. their kicker has the worst hands ever. Yeah, I mean, how do you drop that ball right there? It looks slick. <laughs> it did. I wouldn't be surprised if, <laughs> I thought it was playing if rain. Uh, Jim Trestle was on the <laughs> sideline oiling that ball up. Oh, man, it was crazy. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at LSU stats, and uh, I don't see how you don't put them number one. I mean, they got? I mean, they have road teams. They're pro- they probably got the Heisman winning quarterback. They do. I'll, I'll give that to you. They have. And their defense is stout. Yeah, a lot of times when you get to arguing arguing teams like this, it's you get into well, whose conference is better? LSU's beaten Georgia, yeah, Alabama on the road, Auburn, Auburn uh, Florida, Florida. Okay, and then what does everybody do? You start breaking down those teams. Yeah. I mean, Alabama on the road—that's a big win, but Alabama doesn't have a top twenty-five win, right? Right. Yeah, they don't have a top twenty-five win, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Clemson only had two top twenty-five wins, and those were like the first few weeks of the year. Yeah, I mean they got one yesterday in Virginia, but I mean, yeah, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm like the Big Ten schedule. I mean, the Big Ten conference they've got what? There's three, four, nine teams going to the going to a bow. Okay, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty stout for for the Big Ten. Yeah, I think they were they were um, pretty. The two conferences were pretty as close to even as they've ever been. Right, yep. SEC may have had the edge, you know, the last ten years or so. I'm not too sure. And and the SEC should have ten, but Missouri is on probation, so they're down to nine. Also, okay. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, if if I'm if I'm doing the college football rankings. I'm putting I'm putting LSU one. I'm putting Clemson two. Oh, I'm putting L- Ohio State three and Oklahoma four. You you do a lot of this based on the eye test. I do it on the eye test. Yeah, because that's really all I have to go by. I mean, I look at I look at the stats, the teams they've beat. Um, I think we're just reacting too much to what happened yesterday. Last night, yeah, you know, yeah, because before this, LSU would blow teams out, but they'd also give up thirty points. You know. Their margin of victory wasn't as great as Ohio State's throughout the year, except yesterday. They won by 27. Ohio State wins by 13. And, you know, part of my argument for Ohio State keeping the one spot would be they finished the year, they played Penn State at Michigan, and then Wisconsin for the second time. It was three games in a row. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking here. LSU beat number four Georgia 37 to 10. They beat Texas A&M, which isn't great, fifty to seven. Um, 
another ranked team to beat Alabama 46-41. And, of course, like you said, close games, they beat Auburn 23-20. So, yeah, they uh, and they beat Florida by two touchdowns. Yeah. So they had they had some relatively close games, but they also smacked the teams they should have smacked. I mean, they didn't have any close games as far as that. And Ohio State, I mean, there's, I mean, they beat, they be, end up beating Rutgers by 35. They beat Penn State by 11, Michigan by 30, just about. But yeah, they've been, I mean, they've they've really put it on some teams too. Uh, they haven't had hardly any any close games. Indiana's eight and four. They beat them 51 to 10. And it was at Indiana also, so I mean that was a pretty good one. And then they beat the snot out of Cincinnati, right? Forty two nothing, yes. Wow. That's yes, and Cincinnati was number twenty at the time, and like I said, they they only lost two games. And I think both of them I think both of them was to Memphis. Yeah. They beat Memphis uh, beat them two back to back weeks. So we're basically splitting hairs here. Yes. It seems like I mean these teams are extremely close. I think most fans across the country will look at LSU's um, dominant victory yesterday and think they should be the number one team. Um, if you want to call in and disagree with us, I mean, what are your top four rankings? It's 502-384-1450. Um, with all this talk about LSU and Ohio State, Clemson's got to be pretty happy that they've been, you know, kind of under the radar all year. Yeah. And they probably have the best pro pros- prospect since Andrew Luck. At quarterback and Trevor Lawrence, right? Yep. And he started off slow, but he's he's picked it up. They, they heated it up late in the year. <laughs> yeah. Maybe their opponents weren't great, but they they just have tons of NFL talent. The thing uh, that that stands out to me about Clemson being in the ACC is you can tell they got bored. I mean, they was just going through the motions. Uh, uh, you know, Trevor he looked like he. He just was going through the motions. What did he have? At one time, he had three touchdowns, five interceptions or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then it woke him up. when I think it woke him up when they had a close call against North Carolina, a 6-6 yeah. six six North Carolina win. But, you know, a guy like that is a pro. I can understand making him wait three years because of their body maturity. But this is a guy that he's He could have went last year. He probably would have been yeah. the number one pick last year. Yeah, and he'll be the number one pick next year because he's still got one more year. Which is crazy to me. Like, if I'm if that was my son, let's say I grew up in a trailer park and I'm still living in a trailer park, mm-hmm. I'd pr- I'd probably tell him to sit out. That's what it seems like. That's what a lot of uh, people are 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 asking guys to do, like they're play their freshman sophomore year or whatever, and sit out that third year and just work on your weight training and stuff like that for the draft to risk being exposed or being injured. I mean, that's why a lot of these guys are sitting at the bowl game also. Look at Tua. Oh yeah, Tua's. I mean, how much money has has he cost? He hasn't. He hasn't cost himself nothing. He's just going out there for his team. But look how much money it's cost him. He's had three major injuries in eighteen months. And there's teams like uh, um, there's a guy that said he talked to NFL agent, and they said they wouldn't touch him. I mean that hip injury. Oh, and then they've come out and said that he's not going to be. It should heal close to one hundred percent, but he's not going to be able to rotate his hips. Lateral with the full range of motion that he did before. Yep, yep. And it, and it didn't even look like a bad hit. He just—it's like his knee hit the ground. It jarred. So that was like a—it was like an injury, which was bound to happen because you know it, it was already on the cuff. Because you don't just fall to your knees and your hip just shatter pretty much. And then he's had two major ankle operations, 
you know, high ankle sprains that uh, that they've had to put screws in both times. I hope he has a good insurance policy, right? I agree. I mean, you're risking this all for Alabama. Yeah, and now he's now he's thinking <laughs> about he he may have to come back next year and prove himself. I say, I'm, I'm not with that. No. I think if he goes, he'll be a first round pick. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll continue this in a second. We're gonna head to the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line. Uh, we have Blue on the line. Blue. Hey, I'll make this quick. I don't mean to disrupt y'all's you conversation good? You about, good? Uh, about the football, but isn't this the basketball capital of the world? This is Kentucky. Hey, I want to say this. If Kelly were there, he'd know I predicted Louisville was looking to out the map uh, even before the season started. And I'll say that because of this, because I listen to Evan Daniels and other, uh, you know, recruiting gurus, and, and they don't mind saying uh, what Kentucky's going to get. Uh, uh, and, and they had it right on time. They said to Kentucky, the shooters are very spotty, to put it uh, mildly. I, I mean, uh, after the first game, uh, uh, Chris Love had him in the championship, man. I mean, wow. What's Maxie done since then? They're very spotty. I think they're weak. I think the crap, another crop of crap that Cal went and got. And just like last night, wow. Also, y'all believe everything Cal say. He told y'all this year's team was outstanding, a great three-point shooting team. Wow. Long as Cal says it, huh? Yeah. What was the stats last night? Did y'all watch the game last night? Did you hear anything about it? Oh, oh. Two of eleven, two of thirteen, or whatever, uh, three pointers. Come on, man. Hey, I'll make it quick. Hey, the next four games, Kentucky will win maybe one, and 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 Louisville. Oh, they're gonna blow them off the map, man. I guarantee you, man. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, Blue. <laughs> yeah, our red, <laughs> laughing as he gets off the line. Our, I love our, Blue. Our, Thanks for the call, man. Yeah, I love we, our callers, we, man. We love. Oh yeah, we love our resident Louisville fan chiming in every week. Uh, you know what? I don't care. If they go two for eleven, what's 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 the game about? Winning? They won by thirty-one points. I mean, they went two out of eleven. Big deal. They they got they got I think a total of forty points from their inside guys, which you want every game inside out. Maxi has struggled a little bit. He's a freshman. It's his seventh game. Of course, he's going to struggle. Their best shooter just got back into practice. Dante Allen coming off torn ACL surgery. He's their best shooter, and he should be ready in about two or three weeks. And I have no issue. I mean, they may lose Louisville. They may not. I don't know. But um, you watched the game yesterday, right? Yeah, absolutely. I watched. I watched all of it. Uh, EJ Montgomery's finally healthy. He had twenty five and nine yesterday. Nick Richards had another double double. His fourth double double in a row. He's shooting seventy percent from the field, seventy five percent from free throw line. As a, for a center, it's all you can ask for. Ashton Higgins had eleven points, eleven assists. No, I'm not. I'm not worried about Kentucky, especially not December the seventh. Yeah, it's early. Yeah. I think that's why I'm. You know, I've mostly held off on the. I know this is college basketball capital of the world, but yeah. I don't think these games matter much. Yeah, they do have um, a nice stretch. You know, they play Ohio State and Louisville back to back. Yeah, um, I just don't know how you can call. And they got Utah. You Utah put 143 points on a team. Yeah, about two weeks ago, but. Um, I just, I mean, I don't see how you. I can understand people don't like Cal. You know, it's he's he's a, uh, you know, he gets he gets on his sticks or whatever and talks about the same thing over and over. I don't see how you can be a UK fan and root against them. Yeah, you know, and and, and Blue's been consistent with his criticism of Cal. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's just. Maybe that's why he doesn't like the way he recruits yeah. or his attitude, which is fair. But you know what? I didn't like Billy Gillespie either. 
but I didn't dog him out every chance I got. I always stand behind my team. Uh, yeah, they struggled. I didn't think he was the right fit, but you know what? I've rooted for him every single game because, you know, I, me as a fan, that's what I do. But, no, I mean, it was, blue, it was a good call from Blue. Louisville looks really good. Yeah. I mean, they beat Michigan. They do have – that game's in Rupp, right? Yes. Now, yes. That'll be tough. That'll be tough. I wonder what the spread's going to be on that. I don't, I don't know. I just think Louisville's got – they play Texas Tech Tuesday. I don't think Texas Tech's very good this year. They've lost a lot. They're like 5-3, and three, I believe. Um, but it's in New York, so Louisville's not going to be home. Uh, I think Louisville got lucky by playing a very tired Michigan team the other night that was coming from the Bahamas, played four games in four days. And uh, I think they was I think they was back in Michigan for 14 hours before they had to go to Louisville. So I think they got a little bit of a jet lag, Michigan. But Louisville, you know, their schedule will heat up here in a little bit, and we'll see how good they really are. Yeah. I mean, Jordan Norris is probably player of the year caliber. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll I'm hit, with you. We'll but e- but even hour. even yeah. the winner of I – mean, we could do we could just knock it out right now. Yeah. Um, even the winner of Louisville or Kentucky, you know, that, that doesn't decide your season. No. I mean, yeah, the rival we we've seen the rivalry be huge based off of, based off the football game. Yeah, I'm in a group message with a couple guys I went to college with, and one of them, two of them are UK fans, and they were giving me a bunch of crap on the Ohio State football game yesterday. A lot of a lot of fans in general don't like Ohio State, and a lot of fans in general don't like UK fans. Right. In basketball, <laughs> That's true. and I, you know, I kind of had a realization. We were we were texting. I was like asking my buddy, "Why don't you like Ohio State?" He said, "You know, their fans fans are obnoxious." And I said, "Buddy, the Ohio State fans, the UK fans are one and the same." Yep. Right. Yep. Yep. I mean, because you know, I I don't like UK. I right. don't I don't hate them. I don't hate any sports team that much. No. But um, I think my biggest problem is it's always the. My biggest gripe with UK fans is it's always the next recruits that are coming in, which I, which I guess is natural in college basketball, you know, because rec- recruiting's year-round. You know, what's this next team going to do? And Cal's kind of built his – that's the way he's built his team. It's, yeah. it's you know, a lot of pre- premier AAU guys – and you really don't know how great they're going to be until they get on campus. Yeah, and you know, and people – People that say the laziest take to me is Cal can't coach, but he owns all these head-to-head matchups with these great coaches that they say Cal get, don't get these guys this and that, and when they show up on campus, they struggle at first. Then February and March, how they take off, you're saying he don't develop these guys or they just automatically, oh, yeah, now I'm, now I'm going to start playing better. You know, I just, think, I just think it's a lazy take saying that he can't coach when he's won 80% of his games in his career. And there's there's really no dominant team this year. Dukes Dukes had a bad loss. Yeah. Uh, North Carolina got blown out by Ohio State. What what are we come March? Who are going to be the top four eight teams in college? If it was today, I don't see why Ohio State is not number one. They've got a better resume. They've beat better teams. Um, I would say Maryland Maryland should have lost yesterday. They was down twenty to Illinois at. Maryland and, and uh, Illinois fell apart the last five minutes of the game. Um, I would say probably Louisville. I think Kentucky's there. I think Duke's going to get better because they're young. They got six new guys on their team. Um, Kansas is going to be good. Michigan State is very, 
very overrated. They're a one-man team. Uh, Michigan, I think they'll come back to earth because, I mean, they've got some decent players. I don't know how good the Big Ten is this year. But uh, Auburn, Auburn's pretty good. I mean, they're undefeated. Uh, they've got a tough test coming up, but we'll probably revisit this in January because it's hard it to It could say. be anybody. Yeah, these these first eight to ten games out of conference usually aren't very good. Yeah, and I'm, uh, I'll probably be tooting that Ohio State horn throughout the season. I'm, I'm kind of, I'll admit it, probably a fair-weather Buckeye basketball fan. Um, if they're extremely good, I know, you know, I'll try to watch them. If they're terrible, I still check the box scores. Like I, you know, I check the Cavs box scores every night. Yeah. They're, they're unbelievably awful. Yeah, they got to be almost 50 last night, didn't they? <laughs> they're so bad. <laughs> they said they're already revolting against uh, Beeline, which I think is nonsense. He's a great X's and O's coach. It's crazy to me. It is crazy. Listen, it, they said they don't like his college tactics. Yeah. You're the worst. You're the the, the worst, worst team in the league the last few years. Think, How about listening to them? Yeah. Maybe you won't uh, be the worst team. I've heard they put Kevin Love up, too. For a trade. For trade. Yep. So I think it's about time. You might want to go younger because your team's young. You might as well just go all the way younger. Yep. And all, all of y'all learn together. But, um, no, I think college basketball is going to be exciting this year because there's not one dominant team. I mean, last year you had one dominant team in the country, and it was Duke, and they didn't even make the Final Four. Yep. So you never know. Yeah, hopefully Beeline doesn't get outed too. Yeah, that'd it's be crazy. tough to see. That's crazy. All right, we're at the um, top of the hour. We're gonna we're gonna head to a little break, and then we're gonna after the break we're gonna get back on track. Maybe talk some NFL, um, and maybe our prediction who's gonna win the college football playoff. If you want to chime in, give us a call at Louisville Combat Academy Buzz Line five zero two three eight four. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. This is Steve Driver alongside Gary Love, Brandon Bishop on the uh, ones and twos. And we are filling in for Kelly Patrick, who's out of town. He's out of state. He went to a Hard Rock MMA event, or so he says. I know there's a lot of strip clubs in Cincinnati. (laughs) Um, We have been talking mostly college football this morning and then we had blue call in and steer the conversation towards college basketball which we are more more than happy to do so if you ever want to steer the conversation to whichever storyline or sport 
um, you want to go ahead and call in 502-384-1450. That's the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line, and that's the beauty of the weekend sports buzz. We could cover any sport, any time, whatever interests us. And this morning, it's been mostly college football. So I think we're gonna we're gonna finish up some just football in general, college, NFL, um, uh, Kentucky. I saw a production. Uh, projection for Kentucky's bowl game. They might be playing Indiana, Gary. In the Gator Bowl on January 2nd, which be, which is the best of the three bowls that they're up against. You know, uh, the Gator Bowl, I mean, you want to be in the sun. Uh, Indiana, 8-4, and four, best record since 1993. Um, I'd, I'd take the Gator Bowl. That's the, best, that's the ball I want to go to, either the Gator Bowl or the Belk Bowl, but... That should be an interesting matchup. It'd be. I, I hope that does line up like that. Indiana versus Kentucky too. That would be nice. Yeah, and let me let me uh, get on the uh, thing where I heard people talking about uh, Kentucky won't play Indiana in football and this and that. Uh, Indiana's the team that canceled the series with Kentucky and came out with a statement said we want to pick the series back up once Indiana gets more competitive because Kentucky was beating them year in and year out, and that was back when Kentucky was terrible. Also, so I mean Kentucky will play Indiana. In, in football, and and Tom Allen's a great coach. He just signed a six-year extension. He went from one point eight to three point four million dollars a year, two million dollar bump in his pay. But uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Indiana. What do you think about that? You think it's a good game? I, I think it would be great for the state. Yeah, great I mean, for local radio. I, I like eight, the smack oh, yeah, talk. Local radio, we can talk about it. You know, this this is a Indiana uh, Indiana Kentucky based uh, uh, radio station here, and it would give us a lot of talking points. And, and who is uh, Louisville projected to play? Uh, I, 16 minutes ago, CBS Sports just updated their bowl projections. And uh, they've got Kentucky and Indiana playing. And it looks like they've got Indi- uh, Louisville playing Tennessee in the Music City Bowl. That December would be 30. great, too. It I'd love to see great. that. Yep. Hey, we're, real quick, we're going to head to the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line um, where we have Marcus. Marcus, are you there? Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm great, man. How are you? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit angry this morning. Is it just me, or do all Asians intentionally get up and go to the grocery store early on Sunday morning so they can get in my way? I love Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't taken notice of that, but I'll, I'll look for that in the future. <laughs> yeah, and you should pay attention. Well, you guys are in the grocery stores early on Sunday morning, but I don't understand that people that don't have situational awareness and don't understand when they're in somebody else's way or you're just an angry little person and want me to punch you in the back of the head while you're looking at the Rice Krispies. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so really they think that Louisville might play Tennessee in a bowl game? That's, That's what they're working. saying. Yeah. Man, well, bring it on. We'll, we'll see how that goes. I don't want to make any stupid comments on that deal and then have to live with Louisville fans mocking me for the next year. <laughs> Marcus, any thoughts on <laughs> I mean, the – uh... On the playoff or the New England Patriots' uh, demise? Well, I, I was listening to you guys in the first hour, and I, and I kept thinking, why are they having this debate on who's the number one seed, who's the number two seed? I mean, what difference does it really make? And then I realized, well, of course, you want to be the number one seed because then you play the four seed, yep. and you're not stuck playing Clemson in the first round. Yep, exactly. Yeah, So, because let's face it, uh, how many claims is in a row has Clemson won? 37, 58, 110? It doesn't seem like I can remember. 28. But I, I don't really see Clemson getting beat by either any of the other three teams that are in this thing. So, you know. 
That's fair. But uh, the New England Patriots demise. Well, that'll all those stories will probably be greatly exacerbated if they lose at home to Kansas City and break their home winning streak and this, that, and the other, and yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. And then a month from now, you know, they'll be on their way to the Super Bowl again, and everybody will be like, oh, we could have seen this coming. Yep. Seems like every year, right? Terry Bradshaw last year. Terry Bradshaw last year said at the beginning of the season, or hell, it might have been the year before, I can't remember, and they were talking about early in the year the Patriots looked bad and weren't doing good, and Bradshaw said, ah, well, they'll probably end up being one and three and win the damn Super Bowl anyway. I don't know. And that's the way I feel every year. (laughs) I'm kind of with you. I'm with you. Until they lose, I, I won't pick them to win it, you know? Well, what about the Cleveland Browns? Sure. Uh, how the wheels fall <laughs> off up there? Oh, think... that's right. Your coach is a fat joke that used to get his ass kicked by Tennessee on a regular basis. That's you the know, truth. Your quarterback yep. is a mouthy punk. Your quarterback is a mouthy punk. Who somebody needs to go to his office and give him a bit slap for a bit and straighten his little ass out. <laughs> I agree with you, man. For the most part, that is, it's probably the worst coach in the NFL. They they need a coaching change for sure. Well, I mean, you know what? Let's be honest. It's easy to look at things in hindsight, but the way they were rolling at the end of last season, mm-hmm. you know, you just assume, well, we're going to have momentum going forward, and yet this guy did a great job, and all of that's true. But if, if, when you look back at it, it would have been a better deal to keep Greg Williams as head coach, make Kitchens the offensive coordinator, right? Absolutely. Yep. Because Greg Williams is just the guy to put a bounty on his own quarterback when Baker Maker, you know, when Baker Maker 1 9 starts screwing up. <laughs> so, you know. Marcus, anything else before um, we let you go? I, I really enjoyed Blue's call. I love it when fans of teams tear down and mock their own teams, even when they win by 30. That, that's always highly entertaining. Blue's one of my favorite callers. Uh, I mean, you know what? I've heard a couple of radio personalities come up with a, a, a counteraction to the Golden State Warriors, you know, uh, pervading all the basketball, even down to the college level, to where everybody thinks that you have to, you know, run the floor and play defense. And a couple of people have suggested, and I think it's interesting, what about just getting the guy who's dominant on the inside that the other teams can't stop and say, okay, you run around and shoot threes, but this guy's going to score – you know, eight times out of ten down the floor. And even if you're shooting 50% from three, if the other team is, is you know, hitting seven or eight out of uh, ten from down inside, the team that makes the threes is going to lose. And I think Gary had a very good point. That's exactly what happened last night. I don't know how the other team – I don't even know who Kentucky played because I gave that up. But just in general, I, I like basketball when it's played in a flowing manner. But it is fun to see the inside game get going and just watch the other hapless idiots stand there and watch them score. I'm with you, Marcus. We've kind of seen that with the Lakers, too. They play McGee and Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis. I mean, they've they've kind of gone away from being small, too. Yeah, I, you know, Anthony Davis, he's finally getting his turn at the, in the spotlight, you know, when he lights up other teams. And LeBron actually seems to be – you know, happy letting him do his thing, which surprises the heck out of me. I don't yeah. even know what to say, but, you know. Anyway, I'm going to get out of your hair and let you finish your show. 
the Chiefs are a joke. They can't play defense, but the Patriots like to score, you know, about 10 points a game. So I don't know how that's going to go. Uh, but, 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 you know, we'll see. All right, Marcus. Thanks for your call. All right, man. Good, good, good talking. Yeah, you too. We're going to head back to the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line, so stay with us. for um, we got a few calls lined up. If you want to call in after those guys, 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the buzz line now. It is Kelly Patrick. Kelly Patrick. Hey, guys. How are you this morning? The show sounds great. I appreciate you having me on. I'm just headed back to Louisville from Dayton for HRMMA 113. We had a big show last night. Last week, on the weekend Sports Buzz, we interviewed Paul Shomo Shomer. He was in the main event last night, and he had a very impressive unanimous decision victory. Paul Shomo Shomer looked really good. Shout out to Shomo for his big win last night. I appreciate Blue's call earlier. I agree with Marcus. Man, Blue is the best caller around. He's very well informed. I like how he set you guys straight. He said, if Kelly was there, you guys wouldn't be talking about all this football. <laughs> Blue, I love, I love your calls. I love your spunk. I love, I love the, the, the fire that you bring to the show, Blue. Thanks for the call. Good stuff there by Markin. Um, I'm not sure that it's politically correct what he said about Asian drivers. <laughs> but for the sake of entertainment, I mean, we all can agree that was a great call. Marcus, very good call. I love it. Uh, Anthony Joshua channeled his inner, let's say, Emmanuel Stewart era Lennox Lewis yesterday in Saudi Arabia. And he was on his bike, and he was backpedaling during the fight. He was Andy Ruiz Jr. was, was going forward. Anthony Joshua outpointed. Andy Ruiz Jr. That's not what the fans always want to see, but hat goes off to Anthony Joshua for doing what he needed to do to win the Marcus of Queensbury rules, the boxing match, in very convincing fashion. He made $80 million for that. Shout out to Anthony Joshua. Also, shout out to Tim Moten of Core Combat Sports, who is there as a sparring partner in England. I think it was two or three months helping Anthony Joshua prepare for this fight. And then he was there in Saudi Arabia with Anthony Joshua. So big shout out to the local kid, Timothy Moden, who helped Anthony Joshua win that fight. Also, Core Combat Sports had a big win last night at the Dayton Convention Center. Jacob Hall with the big win in his amateur debut. He looked very good. Shout out to Core. They had a big performance yesterday, not only in Dayton, Ohio, but also in Saudi Arabia. My choice for the college football playoff, guys, I think LSU should be number one. Why? Because I want to see as many long-form interviews with Ed Orgeron as possible. Completely agree. Right? He's I mean, the, the best, right? The guy we get in our life, the better. Yeah, he's the best. Kelly, who do you think the committee will pick? I mean, obviously there's no bias towards any team and there's no money involved. Who do you think the committee will like for the number one spot? I got to say it'll probably be Ohio State. Oh, you think? Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I, I think 
I do think Clemson has a really good chance of winning it all, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I completely agree. It's all said and done. Yeah, but as far as number one overall, you know, I, I think it'll be Ohio State. Like I said, like you guys said a minute ago, the number the number um, two spot has to play the three. So, unfortunately, LSU will probably be number two, who will play against Clemson. I just hope Ed Orgeron and his amazing interview presence can get that team ready and they'll win and, and move on to the national championship. It's not Clemson's fault the ACC's down. So, I mean, like I said, I think there's a really good chance Clemson's going to win it all. I love the playoff format. As far as basketball goes, Blue said if Kelly was in studio, you guys would be talking more basketball. What about the Lakers? What about the Lakers? LeBron and AD, I think they're – they only have three losses so far. What do you guys think of the Lakers so far this season? They got Dwight Howard, uh, the tranny lover, coming off the bench. <laughs> they, they've got Rajon Rondo, the former, you know, the, the Louisvillian, super competitive Rajon Rondo. I think this Lakers team, and of course they have Anthony Davis, former Wildcat. So, I mean, if, if, if I'm, you know, making a list of things I want in a championship team for a local fan. I mean, everybody likes a little twist with the ambiguity of, of Dwight Howard and his sexuality. That's a good one, right? Yep. But also, also the connections to Kentucky. That's huge. So I, I love it. I think the Lakers have a very strong chance of winning it all this year. And, you know, I, I think, what, what about the Miami Heat? Yeah. I love the NBA. You guys know the NBA was my first love. The Milwaukee Bucks are doing very well. Uh, I'm a big fan of the NBA. I know it's early in the season, but I'm intrigued with the NBA this year. And I, I just wanted to say, guys, the show sounds great this morning. Good job. I'll hang up and listen. I look forward to being back in studio next Sunday. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Kelly. Appreciate your call. I thought we were going to have a Kelly-free episode, but he got us anyway. Yeah. It's good to hear his voice, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You yeah. know what? I should have asked him, though, about the playoff system. Do you really want to be a one seed, considering no one seed has ever won the this is true. college football championship? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, it's almost like you want to stay away from the one seed now. Yeah. All right, we're going to head back to the, <clears throat> the, uh, the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line. We have Marcus on the call. Nope. Carolina. Carolina. I'm sorry. I apologize. Carolina. How's it going, man? Just fine. I don't want my Clemson Tigers to be number one. Like you said, the number one has never won the playoffs. Yeah. Gary just mentioned that. Interesting. It's, it's going to be interesting. I watched it last night. I got a little worried that all of a sudden uh, my man Venables performed his magic, and the defense came alive. Yeah, Clemson's kind of sitting there, waiting in the wings, hiding out, but maybe very sneakily has the best team in college, Carolina. Do you like their chances to win it all? I like it. And here's something I can't understand. For the Boletnikoff Award, T. Higgins is not even nominated. Yeah, and he's he's been wonderful. He'll probably... He'll, Probably be a first round pick in the in the draft or close to. Also, for running back, Travis Etienne is not nominated for the best running back. 
I'm, I'm with you, Truth. They've been overlooked all year. ETN might be the best running back in the playoff. You know, he's great. It, it's going to be interesting. We got some time. And here's what I like. We get this extra practice days, plus we'll have uh, quite a few players coming in. You know, December, but I forget what it is, it's National Signing Day. December 18th. And, you know, I can't think how you can get a better quarterback than uh, Trevor Lawrence, but we signed or have a commitment from the number one quarterback in the nation, kid out of California. Yeah, the uh, rich keep getting richer, right? Yeah, he. Uh, that'll be. We can play him in four games. Oh yeah. So it's going to be interesting. I'm interested in seeing how the bowls uh, play out. I want to see where they send Louisville to play in the bowl game. Yeah, Gary, where did they have him predicted to play? Uh, in- Music City Bowl against Tennessee. Yeah. They can beat Tennessee. Tennessee does not impress me at all. Well, yeah, Marcus. Uh, Marcus seems to uh, not have an issue with that matchup against Louisville. Uh, Tennessee's got a pretty good run game. Uh, Louisville, as we've all seen, can't stop the run, and it would be a home crowd for Tennessee also. So that'd be that'd be a good matchup. I agree with you. Yeah, well, the thing I didn't want to see, and what I've, I've been looking on social media to see where to get, I didn't want to see them go to the military ball and have to play Navy. They can't stop Navy's running game. Yeah, that's for sure. What I want to see is Navy and UK meet up and play each other, because that way there might not be a pass thrown the whole game. And speaking <laughs> of pass, that, that game may last an hour with all the runs. The clock would never stop. <laughs> It's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting. Uh, I'm what I'm looking forward to in a couple of weeks. To me, the best football game that's played all year is played in Philadelphia, and that's Army Navy. Yeah, I remember you bringing that up last week. Yeah, it's gonna be good. I want to see it because of the fact here are guys that will never play a professional thing. They're playing for the love of the game. They're playing for the love of their school. And uh, I don't read uh, the papers or watch uh, the news on television. Somebody asked me one time, how do I uh, tell if we're at war or not? I said, if Army's ranked number one, Navy's ranked number two, and Air Force number three, we must be at war. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all have a good day. Thanks, Carolina. Appreciate it. Man, some good calls from our uh, regulars and – uh, Kelly, good to hear from all of them. Love our callers. Yep. And I wanted to take a quick opportunity to let our listeners know that I've, uh, if they're on Facebook, I've started a group chat for the weekend sports buzz, so uh, we can continue the conversation off air and uh, maybe add some things along the week so that we've got some more stuff to talk about. Cool, Brandon. Thanks, show. man. That's a great yeah. idea. Um, did you see uh, Kentucky get a quarterback commitment this week from Joey Gatewood to transfer out of Auburn? Yeah, I did see he that. He's the number 36 player in the country coming out of high school. Dual threat quarterback. It looks like he runs more than he throws. What year is he? He Well, this was his sophomore year, so he'll have two years left after sitting out next year. So Terry Wilson will be a senior next year, and then he'll come right in and fill that yep. gap. 
man, but who knows? In three years' time. Who knows, yes. I mean, how many QBs? Who would have ever thought Joe Burrow? Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. He I mean, lost the job to Haskins, transferred to LSU. And here's a stat here that kind of threw me for a loop yesterday. He He's had seven straight 300-yard games, passing games. Yeah. First time it's been done in the SEC since 2001. And who else um, – what other teams was Burrow looking at besides LSU? Uh, he he looked at Nebraska. He wanted to take a visit. And Scott Frost said, no, we're good. We're good with what we got. <laughs> Who's that? Taylor Martinez. Yeah. 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 That they, worked out well for and, him. And, uh, like, the transfer quarterbacks here, and I'm looking at the list, Joe Burrow ended up, what, 12-0, 13-0 after last night. And he threw for uh, 4,588 4, yards, 78% completion, and 49 touchdowns. You don't think Nebraska could have used that yeah. on, well, their, on their roster? There's some NFL teams that could use that. Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you got, you got uh, Justin Fields that transferred from Georgia yeah. to, to Ohio State. 40 touchdowns, 47 one interception. Touchdowns. Yeah, 47 touchdowns, almost 2,700 passing yards, and uh, 470 rushing yards. Yeah, I mean it's good because nobody thought he nobody thought he could throw the ball. No, I didn't either. Yeah, every time Georgia would put him in, everybody knew he's running. Yeah, so that tells you what kind of offense Georgia and then, runs. Um, Jalen Hurts, no one, th- no one really thought he could throw the ball either. <laughs> no, right? not at all. I mean, he had a twelve and one fifty touchdown passes. He had thirty six hundred and fifty four pass yards, twelve hundred and fifty five rush yards. Wow, that's crazy. They've kind of turned into a dominant rushing team. Yes, you know they, they have. run the ball more and more. Yep. And I just think I just think where they were previously, it, it almost makes you think it's a they were out of their element. I mean, you don't go to Alabama if you want to throw the ball over the place. Yeah. And it's just a fact. It's always been like that under Nick Saban, Justin Fields. Ohio State likes to open it up. They like to open their playbook up. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you go there if you're Top quarterback. Yeah, the top teams kind of here the last few years, you know, you have to open the offense up. Yeah. Or else you're not going to, like Notre Dame last year, getting in as a four seed. That offense is old school. It's just not going to cut it. No. You're not going to be able to just run the ball and every play. We've seen teams kind of make the slowly make the transition. You know, Penn State, yep. Georgia, they used to be – you know, run the ball 90% of the time. Yeah, Penn State, I mean, they've had some great backs. Larry Johnson, Kajana Carter, them guys, it's all they used to do is run the ball. And what, what they've got one championship, two championships. It's hard to just rely on the run. You've got to be able to score points, especially in today's college football. Yeah, and uh, back to Kelly's point about Ed Ogeron. He is probably the best interview guy in college football. I love it when he says, uh, home of death – Death Valley, where opponents' dreams come to die. <laughs> and then he says, go, go Tigers. You can barely understand him. He's a guy who needs his own interpreter on the side. I mean, you <laughs> never have to worry about him going anywhere else. He's born and bred else. There's no more perfect match in college football than Ed Orgeron and um, LSU. You know, they have him, and it seem, almost seems like a dream year for LSU with Burrow probably winning the Heisman. Yeah. Well, they finally went out and got him an offensive coordinator. Yeah. I mean, they was a defense-laden team, this and that, and and they got him an offensive coordinator that scored points. And Ed Orgeron, I mean, he's had some – I mean, I think he should have been hired full-time at Southern Cal when when he, you know, got the mm-hmm. intern job there. 
I was kind of worried about him when he took over midseason. I didn't think that I – th- I just thought he ran, you know, like an old-school um, play style, just run the ball, have a good defense, and we've seen that just kind of go to the wayside, wayside in college football. If you don't run a up-tempo or spread them out, you know, offense, you're not going to make it. Yeah, and, you know, he uh, – uh, people want to run him out. He's a, he's a defensive-minded coach. You know, like Mark Stoops, I mean – they're not on the same plateau, but they're both big defensive mind. They want to, they want to just grind the game out. Yeah, and um, back to another one of Kelly's points: the the Lakers. I've been catching highlights of them mostly because they come on TV too late. Mm-hmm. I think that's maybe that's why the the NBA's ratings are down. LeBron's on the West Coast, Anthony Davis on the West Coast. Those games don't come on to eleven. Eleven, yep. you know. Yep. And the only way you can see them teams, too, is like on Christmas Day or something like that where they play them early so they can get uh-huh. home and, and, and New Year's Day. But other than that, like you say, you don't see them. And they've kind of changed the way teams are playing. They play JaVel McGee and Dwight Howard. They play Anthony Davis at the four. Yes. And I think that's his natural position in the NBA is a four because he can step out and, and drain, a, drain a three and he don't have to worry about the other man's big guy and getting tired the whole game. It's kind of a weird um... – like when we look back at this era of basketball, I mean, Giannis is putting up better numbers than Shaq. Yes. What does he have, 32 and 14 and six assists? I mean, that's yeah. that's what he that's what he averages. Yeah, because he had, what, 50 and 14 the other night, which is crazy. And then James Harden, he averages 38, 39 points a game. Yeah, I think he was uh, – I was looking at – some of the stats last night, I think he was like 8 out of 30 last night. <laughs> yeah, he stays like that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, great for regular season, but come playoff time, I don't like them. I mean, Russell Westbrook shooting 23% from the three-point line. That's, it's yeah. like the worst in his career, 23%. I mean, yeah, I mean, if his name wasn't Westbrook, would he still be in the league with a 23%? I mean, he does other things. He had a triple-double last night. He'll, he does other things to help his team, but – Twenty three percent from three It'll point be like, he'll, He's the same as Harden. Nine awful. for twenty seven. Yeah. That's awful. Seven for twenty nine. Yep. But just the stat lines are outrageous nowadays. Oh yeah, yeah. Luka Doncic with a triple double. You know, basically averaging a triple double. Yeah, I was going to ask you if he was because I think would he have four in a row triple doubles? Um, Trey Young is fourth in the league in points. He's almost like the young Westbrook. You know. Oh yeah. He pulls up from thirty five every yeah. game. Yeah. He's a good ball player. What about what do you think about Cleveland Cavaliers? I mean, I mean, like we talked about earlier, why would they be revolting against Beeline twenty games into the season? Those NBA players don't like to practice, man. They don't. I think there's a there's a certain way you do things in the NBA. And if you're not the winning, players, and the you're players paid have more anyways, power. Yeah, I mean, they're getting paid anyways. You think they're going to go dive on the floor? They're not diving on the floor when they're when they've only got four wins and stuff like that, but. I don't know. I think he'll get it straightened up. I just think hey, he maybe uh, Patino will take that Knicks job. Maybe. I, I I guarantee he's probably pushing for it. He's he's trying to get back in the game. I mean, he's over what overseas. Would you? Would the Knicks want him back? I don't. I don't think so. What he's pushing? They're, they kill everybody's career. What happened to them? Phil <laughs> Jackson, so Isaiah Thomas. I mean, they're a disaster. Even David Fitzdale was a pretty good coach. Oh, and and I don't know why anybody would want to go there. No. Anybody. You can't call him the mecca of college basketball. Any, I mean, uh, 
mecca of basketball yeah. anymore when they haven't been good for 20 years. Yeah. All right, we have a little under a half hour left. We're going to head to our last break. If you want to join in on the on the conversation, steer the conversation, call in the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line. It's 502-384-1450. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Uh, We are here for the last portion of our show. If you'd like to call in, chime in, steer the conversation, you can contact us at the Louisville Combat Academy uh, buzz line at 502-384-1450. And our sponsorship, the Louisville Combat Academy, is located at 7809 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. So a little bit of time left, Gary. Um, one thing that we probably haven't touched on mostly, and you're more than welcome to steer this wherever you want, but there's some NFL games today Yes, with some playoff implications. We have the Ravens going to Buffalo, um, Lamar Jackson taking the league by storm, yes, right? Probably your NFL winner. <clears throat> Would he be your MVP? You he's got, he's got to be right now. Oh yeah. Especially if he continues on this pace, yeah. With their number one in the e, number one in the AFC right now, yeah, they do have home field <laughs> advantage over over the Patriots because they have the head to head win. They yeah. both have two losses. And what are they? They're six and a half point favorites today over the Bills. I kind of like when well, they won eight games in a row. I believe Baltimore has. I think I might want to go with Buffalo at home though. If you, especially if you give me six and a half points, a lot of points. And it's, game for a say team. the weather's, you know, it's yep. frosty, Bill's at home, crazy fans. Crazy. Jumping through tables. Fire tables and everything. <laughs> That's probably going to be the one I'm going to wa- want to watch maybe the most. Yeah. Um, the Ravens beat the 49ers at home last week. The On a comeback. Cra- crazy weather. Um, that's a team that I like. I like the 49 49- I'm not a fan of them. Right. I think um, – I just like the way they're built, the tough defensive line, um, power running game. Kyle Shanahan's a good play caller. Yeah, good good quarterback. Yeah, I think they they play the the Niners play at at New Orleans today. They're both ten and two. Yeah, so they're playing for a first round bye. Now, um, do you think that New Orleans <clears throat> their last couple weeks? Doesn't doesn't it seem like they played better with Bridgewater as a quarterback? A little bit. Yeah, I just – I guess because he's got the legs, you know, to run. Mm-hmm. So they got to play that also. I mean, they were definitely hotter. They were they were beating more teams. Yeah, so that game interests me a lot. I mean, I like New Orleans. I would have rather had at the time – I would have rather had uh, Sean Payton as the coach other than now it proves to 
it proves to the point now, Sean Payton should have got the job over Jason Garrett, which is – don't let me get started on that. Oh, we can get to that. But um, the Niners, I'm not taking too much into them losing at Baltimore. The weather was bad. It was a close game. Yeah. They've stayed on the East Coast the whole week because they play New Orleans, so they never flew back home. That's good. If they If they lose this one, a close game, I'm not going to take too much into that either. I mean, if they could get blown out, that's something different. I think it's better that they stayed on the East Coast, get acclimated to the weather. I mean, because it's West Coast guys, you know, you take them back home for three or four days and they forget all about the game they just played. So I would keep, I would have kept them on the East Coast too and just let them ride it out just weather-wise so they get used to it. But uh, I don't know. I mean, they're playing in a dome today, so I don't think it's going to make too too big a thing. I just, I like, I like Sean Payton. I mean, I like uh, Drew Brees at home. So the NFC playoff picture, you have um, division leaders, the Saints at ten and two. The Seahawks are ten and two. Now they're they are the division leader because they have the tiebreaker against the Forty ers who who are also ten and two. The Packers are nine and three, and the Cowboys at six and seven. <laughs> they could win that division going, um, which is crazy, seven and nine or six and ten, right? Which is yeah, which is crazy. They do have to play the Eagles one more time. Yeah. What about that Monday night game? This I've always said. Well, they got the Giants. Eli Manning starting Monday night because their quarterbacks hurt. Uh, you got the Giants and the Eagles on Monday night football. What are them ratings going to be like? Eli's could be Eli's last game. It, it might be all right. It could. I've always said though, Monday night football games should not be scheduled until a week before. Because you want the two best teams, the two hottest teams maybe, to draw eyes. I'm with you. They do flex the Sunday night one. Yeah. They'll switch the Sunday night one based on who the best matchup was, but they they definitely need to do the same for Absolutely. Monday. I mean, it's it's not that much harder to, to change where your your, tr- your semi is going to set the equipment up. I mean, it just it makes no sense to have the Giants and Eagles on, on Monday night. Are you expecting the Cowboys to make the playoffs? Um, No. And personally, I hope they don't because I don't know where Jerry Jones keeps saying that Jason Garrett's a Super Bowl caliber coach. You know, the only thing I've seen him do the last five years on the sideline is no matter what kind of play happens, clap his hands like he's happy. I mean, they lost the game last week, and he's smiling, clapping a hand, come on, come off the field, guys. So you hope they don't make the playoffs because you think it's the only chance Jason Garrett gets fired. If he makes the playoffs, they will not fire him. They'll probably get a contract extension. Because Jerry Jones wants to run the team. I mean, that's why that's why Jimmy Johnson left, because he tied his hands. Uh, we've heard a couple of names out there for the uh, Cowboys job. One, Urban Meyer, was floated out there. I don't see that happening. But Lincoln Riley for Oklahoma has been mentioned, too. Lincoln Riley, yeah. Absolutely. I, I kind of think neither one of them would take the job, though. I don't think I don't think either one of them would take the job knowing that they have no control over the roster. Mm-hmm. Just because now the Cowboys' hands are tied with contracts, I mean they're going to have a hard time signing Dak and uh, Amari uh, Cooper. Amari Cooper, because where's the money come from? I mean he's already paying a luxury tax for being over the cap. So I, I mean I I'm a huge I like Dak Prescott. I don't think he's a franchise caliber quarterback. I mean he makes some bad decisions. He fumbles the ball. He throws, throws in a triple coverage. I mean, I like him as a quarterback. He's leading the league in passing yards. But the only thing is, man, if you don't have a 
let's say Dak is 10th in the league, mm-hmm. like you rank him as the 10th best quarterback. If you don't have a top 10 guy, you, you're in trouble. And you're not going to get receivers to go play for certain guys either. It's hard to attract receivers. When so you I'm okay with them. I think they said in the offseason he'd turn down $35 million a year, but which is smart because whoever has the most recent contract resets the market. Right. He doesn't want to get the same that went, Carson Wentz got or Kirk Cousins. The, the biggest mistake is, look, I really like Ezekiel Elliott, but you just don't pay running backs that much. No. Because what they have, a, a the average NFL running back has a three-year window. But, you know, he's he's a 10-year back, 12-year back. But still, running backs are a dime a dozen. I mean, Todd NFL. Gurley got that huge contract a year ago. Look at him now. Yeah. His career's about over. Yep. You don't give running backs that kind of money. And then look at this draft. This draft coming up, you could get Jonathan Taylor for 10 cents on the dollar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look how many good running backs are in college that could come out. There's a bunch. I mean, uh, uh, Alabama's got some coming out this year. I mean, The kid from LSU, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Chubba Hubbard for Oklahoma State. Is that his name? Uh, I don't know. He's a good back, though. Um, Yeah, I mean, running backs, you can find a running back anywhere. I mean, they've got one that's behind him right now that's, that's, I mean – they can't stop. He can catch the ball out of the backfield, too, and take off for 60 yards. But, I mean, I like Ezekiel Elliott. I just – I'm not a fan of paying running backs all kinds of money. I'm with you. Um, so, that's the NFC playoff picture. The other big game, the Chiefs are at the Patriots. And I don't know what to make of this game. I mean, I, I'm with Marcus to where I, I – look, the Patriots are never dead – until they don't win the division, right? And they don't lose in December. That's true. They they don't lose in December at home. At home, yeah. So <laughs> so you're playing the eight and four Chiefs. Um, Mahomes, after winning the MVP last year, has had he's dealt with some injuries. Maybe had a little bit of a down year. Yeah. Um, which goes to show you that you know pump the brakes on the court name saying that the quarterback is going to be the greatest ever right yeah he's got almost 3000 passing yards 20 touchdowns two interceptions which aren't bad stats uh brady's got 3300 yards passing passing yards 18 touchdowns six interceptions yeah so just their their offense has really struggled yes. no no antonio brown that really hurt who would you give the NFL coach of the year to right now? I would give it to Mike Tomlin. Would you? For the Steelers, yeah. yeah. He, they, the third string quarterback. Yeah. Seven yeah. and five. Yeah. Who do you think? I think I'd I'd give it to I think I'd give it to Pete Carroll. Only because look how much they've lost over the last three or four years and they are still winning games. That's a good point. I, I didn't even think of him. They're ten and two. And they've lost a lot, defensively especially. Uh, Doug Baldwin, too. Yeah, yeah. So, I I think, you know. Earl as, Thomas. As much, yeah. Uh, Michael Bennett a couple years ago. Yep. Richard Sherman. They've lost a lot, and uh, and they just keep winning. And they're in the uh, the NFC West with San Francisco. and Yep, and they have first place. Yeah, so, yeah, they're – I think as much as he gets ridiculed about – being an overrated coach, I just think he's 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 been good. 
but I think Harbaugh might end up winning it too. You have a couple candidates. I've I've heard people mention um, Flores, the Dolphins coach, because the roster is so awful. It's terrible that he's won a few games with it. That they yeah. should give him coach of the year. <laughs> You're working with the dullest tools in the shed, bro. He, he <laughs> is, man. He is. It's, yeah, that's a bad situation. And I don't know if the I don't know if the if the owner is willing to put the money into the franchise either. You know, I just I mean I don't know. I mean they've struggled for years down there. Not to completely flip scripts on you when you mention owners that don't want to pay people. The in the Cleveland Indians owner is he's going to drive me nuts. You're going to lose Lindor. I mean he's like the best shortstop in the league. And you're just not going to pay him. It's it's is it because they don't have the money or he just don't he want just to, doesn't want to spend it. Yeah, they're going to lose a lot. Uh, That's got to be the most frustrating feeling as a fan of. I mean, look as a Bengals fan, Paul yeah. Brown, right? Oh yeah, he don't. <laughs> it he just don't sounds funny to me. The Washington Nationals are going to lose their court, their uh, pitchers, Strasburg. And Rendon, yeah, right? They, they said they've only got the money to keep one of them. Yeah. So, yeah, but uh, what about the, the Bengals-Browns game? you think that's going to be the game of the week? <laughs> um, I'm kind of in a similar boat you are to where I want the coach fired so bad. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, st- I'm sitting here looking at the uh, QBR, the rating for uh, Baker Mayfield. Compared to what he, uh, Johnny Manziel's was, I don't even want to hear it, Gary. Mayfield's QBR for his career so far mm, this year is seventy nine nine. Johnny Manziel's was seventy four nine. Yeah, and Baker has more to work with. Look, yes. I I think he's, I still think he's going to have a a solid career. Fifteen touchdowns. 14 interceptions on the year. That's really bad. It's, okay. it's, it's that's really terrible. bad. Yeah. I still think he's going to have a good career. I think the problem, I think the reason Kitchen still has his job is when you're a GM and you hire a coach, a first-year coach, you don't want to fire him right away because then that's, that's your mistake. Not only that, but it's hard to get another coach to come there thinking that you, they have short leash. Yeah. Well, I hired this guy. That's my mistake. If you fire him year one, that's basically you fessing up and saying, I, I messed up. Yeah. I hired a terrible coach. And usually GMs are fired after that. Yeah. John Dorsey, the Browns GM, might have enough um, pull to where, you know, he's able to stick around he, since he put together the Chiefs and yeah. Packers before that. And Kitchens was the uh, – he was the player's choice too, wasn't he? Yeah, ba- is, is Baker Mayfield loves him. Yeah, I've heard from some other coaches because they cleared hot once they once they hired Kitchens. Kitchens got rid of his other assistants. Yeah, that he wasn't even calling the majority of the plays last year as the QB coach. Isn't that crazy? And man, if you bring up Freddie Kitchens, and if you want to see me get in a bad mood, <laughs> he wore that T-shirt. Yeah, before the Steelers oh, game, yeah. that said Pittsburgh started it. Yeah, dude, you're a head coach. It's it's crazy. You know Tomlin is Mike Tomlin's laughing at you. You're a joke. Just act like you, you know. There's 32 of you in the league. Act like you've been there before. Yeah. yeah. Which you haven't. I'd probably send two first round picks to get Mike Tomlin. That did crazy. Just yeah. give me just give me a coach that's done it. I mean Tomlin's been there what 11 years. He's won 60 percent of his games. Something that I think only 
four or five coaches have done as far as their career for that many seasons. And Pittsburgh fans want him out every year. We'll take him. I know. I mean, I'd take I him. I think it's the same thing, like, like with UK fans, you know, that people say UK fans want Cal gone. I think it's the same where, you know, diehard Pittsburgh fans don't want him gone. They know he's a good coach. Well, look at the uh, – not to switch uh, directions on you. Eddie Grant's name came up yesterday, UK's offense coordinator. Look what he did with Lynn Bowden the last seven games of the year. And fans are begging for him to take the South Florida job because they want him gone. See, I don't, I don't know how. Tr- I think people online, you just hear the different, vocal minority. Different fan They're base. loud, but there's not many of yeah. them. You know, and Eddie Grant is a killer recruiter, especially in Florida. I know uh, Willie Taggart's trying to get that job back. They're looking at Miami's offensive coordinator, and they're looking at Eddie Grant, which has deep ties to Florida. He coached at Miami and Florida State. I'd hate to lose him. He makes nine hundred thousand dollars a year, and Charlie Strong made nine fifty. I think last year being a head coach, yeah. but you have that much more responsibility. If he wants, he's been an assistant for twenty five years, so he's he's kind of working towards the end of his career. If he wants to get a head coaching job, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't begrudge him for leaving, but he's this next two or three years at UK should have a great offense. But what do you do there? And where, where do you think uh, Charlie Strong ends up? Well, right now it looks like Lane Kiffin's trying to bring him to Ole Miss with him. Can you bring? Can you imagine having Lane Kiffin, an offensive-minded coach, Steve Sarkeesian being the offensive coordinator, and having a defense like Charlie Strong, where all he does is in charge of defense. Everybody knows he's a career great defensive coordinator. Yep. Can you imagine how good L- uh, Ole Miss would be once they start getting them recruits in there? Yeah, and uh, Kiffin's kind of paid his dues to get to get back, back to a good job, right? Yes, because he's had some really good jobs. He didn't lo- he didn't le- leave after FAU immediately. You They've know, won two out of the last three conference USA championships. Yeah, yeah. So that's good for Ole Miss, right? Oh yeah, that's, that's a great hire. How does how does Arkansas feel? They thought they had him locked up, and now you see who's rumored to be taking the job at Arkansas? Who? Butch Davis. <laughs> from Florida International. He's had a he's had a career too, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been everywhere. North Carolina, Miami, right? Yeah, yeah. And they was decent at Miami. They got rid of. And him. then he was in the NFL too. He yeah, was, I think he coached yeah. the Browns for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, he did. And uh, so that's the rumor for Arkansas. And uh, Missouri can't find him a coach because um, there's no backing from the administration there. So, I mean, these guys think they fire these coaches that are actually decent. I mean, Barry Odom from Missouri was all right for four years. And now they're trying to find it. I mean, looking to see this is not as great a job as we think it is. Yeah. I'm surprised Florida State, I mean, they're still paying. They have they have a lot of money going out between, you know, what they were paying Willie Jimbo, Tag- Taggart, Taggart. And now they, they have Norvell million. coming from, from Memphis. Norvell, he uh, – uh, he just agreed he's supposed to be announced at 11, uh, noon today as a new head coach. I'd like to see his contract. Lane Kiffin got a five-year, $21 million, which is crazy because they only offer uh, – in Mississippi, you can only guarantee four-year contracts. So, we'll see where that goes. But, yeah, I mean, it was a great show today. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, real quick, we have like one minute left. Um, who do you think is going to win the uh, college football playoff? Give me LSU. Who do you think? I think I'm with the LSU. LSU. And I think, um, yeah, I think they'll beat Clemson. Yep. I think it would be LSU. Uh, I think it would be Ohio State and LSU in championship. Yeah. Okay. Well, we want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in. To the weekend sports buzz, Gary Love, Brandon Bishop, myself, Steve Driver, filling in for the Kelly Patrick, who's been out of town, and um, sponsored by the Louisville Combat Academy Buzz. That's the sponsor for the Buzz Line, uh, located at 7809 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back next weekend.